How to start playing tennis without the excuses. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Hey, don't forget to sign up for my 2020 beginner and intermediate group tennis lessons here in Miami. You can start off the new year with a great resolution to play tennis. All you got to do to reserve your spot in class is log on to BackhandCity.com and seek out the menu item that says Tennis Registration. From there, you'll see a drop-down menu. It'll say group tennis lessons, and you'll see two options. One on Monday night for intermediate level players and a second on Tuesday night for novice players. So if you're a new player or a lapsed player, you can sign up for the novice class. And if you're a seasoned player looking to sharpen your game, sign up for my Monday night intermediate clinic. Well, today's topic, how to start playing tennis without the excuses. A perfect New Year's resolution. Now, I know there's a lot of reasons not to do something, and a lot of them have to do with just kind of this physical and mental inertia. Ever heard the expression, starting is the hardest part? And, you know, if you think of it, like a lot of solutions are easy to figure out. Like, for example, I want to lose weight. We all know how to lose weight. The hard part is the execution because we know donuts aren't going to help us lose weight and we know exercise and diet are helpful. Well, this podcast episode is going to help you start playing tennis without the excuses. And what I'm going to do is break down these kind of obstacles piece by piece. And I have four number of I have top four obstacles for you to start playing tennis. And let's see if any of these resonate with you. Number one, I don't have the money. Tennis is expensive. I'm on a budget. I don't have any money. I just don't have any extra money for tennis. I'm totally maxed out with my bills. So let's break this down. Recently, I went through my daily budget. I pulled out my monthly budget, actually, and I went through my bank statement. And I noticed there was a lot of subscription and memberships, little stuff, apps I wasn't using that I paid for. I had a subscription to a news magazine I wasn't reading. And I just went through and I was like, I just started getting rid of stuff. Just started clicking on it, getting rid of it. It started feeling really good. Then I started looking at some of my subscription service I wasn't using. For instance, I had this cable bill and I was like, man, I don't even watch like 98% of these channels. So I saved 150 bucks a month and I got rid of cable. It was a little bit scary at first because I had cable my whole entire life. But this was about six months ago and that chopped a lot off my budget. And what you end up doing when you go through this little evaluation of your budget is you start seeing what really is valuable to yourself. What do you value? What's important? And you get rid of that and take it out of your budget and you put that money in your pocket. And so what I was really ready to do was invest in myself with all that extra money I found in the budget. So the first thing you want to do 
is overcome the money question and really do what I did. Dive in, take out a monthly statement, maybe go back two or three months and really see where you spend money and where you behave and then take the savings and reinvest it in something else. And my suggestion, of course, is tennis. Excuse number two, or I guess I could call this objection number two, is I don't have the time. Now, we all kind of are on the same clock. There's only 24 hours in a day, so you're going to have to find the time to invest in yourself. And my point is, with all the hard work and the things we do for our families and our bosses and our businesses, we need to take this time to reinvest in ourselves. And to do that, you need to figure out where to buy these extra times. Similar to the budget, you need to do a bit of an audit of your schedule. If it requires you getting up 15 minutes earlier or going to bed 15 minutes later, I know what it is, but you need to kind of figure out, hey, how am I using my time? Maybe I don't need to be in the coffee shop for 20 minutes. Maybe I can be doing something else. And before you know it, you can chip away at your schedule, look at the efficiencies of where you're coming and going, and start figuring out how to manage your time to invest in yourself through the great sport of tennis. Objection number three, or excuse number three people have for not playing tennis is, I'm not good enough. And I think what happens with this objection is people just kind of defeat the idea before they even start. And saying you're not good enough kind of just saves you the effort. You know, if you don't take one step, you'll never fail. And I think it kind of has to do with that famous expression I always like is aim at nothing and you'll hit it every time. And I think that's kind of the mental gymnastics that you have to get through. And the beautiful thing about learning tennis is the learning curve is at its greatest in the beginning. So your first two or three sessions, you're going to experience a very accelerated learning curve. Because if you've been playing tennis many years, it becomes hard after a while once you get to an intermediate advanced level to get better because you have to put in more time. So the beauty of playing tennis is this whole I'm not good enough. Once you take those first few steps, you're going to experience a very rewarding learning curve because in the beginning, you pick up things very quickly when you learn tennis. Number four objection. I've tried it before and I wasn't that good. Now, if you've listened to my podcast previously, I've talked about institutionalized tennis instruction where people are giving you arbitrary terms like follow through, bend your knees, watch the ball, things that don't really resonate with you. Did you experience that when you were playing tennis? And maybe that's why you weren't very good at tennis. Or if you listen to my last episode where there were you being taught a system where you could scale your game and do self-diagnostics so you could understand and resonate the information and use it to get better. So obviously my systems don't use institutional mantras and I'm very big into teaching systems. In fact, my slogan is called find your aha moment. So my system is built on self-discovery where you can use these fundamentals to teach yourself to get better through these little micro aha moments that allow you to improve and feel good about yourself. So how to start playing tennis without the excuses. We've, we've got rid of four objections. I don't have any money. We know everybody has money. You just got to go through your budget. Time. Hey, listen, you got to have time for someone 
why not yourself? Let's make a few adjustments in your schedule and make time. I'm not good enough. The learning curve is at its greatest in the beginning. So all you got to do is take that first step and you can squash the not good enough. And of course, the last one, I've tried it before and I wasn't any good. So you have to ask yourself, how much time did you give it? And were you in a proper teaching system to allow your game to flourish? Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go onto iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified every day of a fresh episode. And of course, log on to BackhandCity.com to sign up for any of our 2020 intermediate or novice letter, novice level beginner tennis programs right here in Coconut Grove. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to show. I knew it.